What is going on, everybody? It is episode 11 of Colorful Convos with Nico, and we are here live in Salt Lake City. I hope you had a great week. I hope you are fresh and recharged for this Monday. We are almost done with June already. It is July. First week, first day of summer was this past weekend. You know, we're in full swing, full Corona summer swing. So I hope everyone's having a good day. Thank you so much for listening. Here we I go. I in the age of Timberland and Pharrell shit. In the age of Timberland and Pharrell shit. I grew up in the age of Timberland and Pharrell shit. Yes, so coming off uh, this past week, uh, telling you about my experiences. Uh, in Vegas and doing the Grand Canyon and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we came back to Salt Lake City, uh, me, Nadine, and Allie, and we had a really good week. Uh, we did a lot of fun things, uh, went on some crazy hikes. We got to see a waterfall, uh, you know, just did some really cool things, took a trip, and yeah, you know, did all that kind of stuff. So we had a really good time, and, you know, I couldn't help but notice within the last couple of weeks, you guys, that let me talk about this. You know, you know, you go, you, let's say I'll, I'll put a scenario for you out there. So let's say you're going to Einstein bagels, love that place. Right. And you're going and you're like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, get breakfast. So you, so you, you're la- you're standing in line. Okay. The, the floor is outlined perfectly for you, you know, social distancing and all that, you know, there's a lady taking orders. People are following rules, right? So it's our turn to go. And you know, this bit, <laughs> this lady, uh, she was just sitting there. She didn't say anything. And like, I didn't notice that she was waving people on to take your order. I thought it was just like, okay, once the f- person in front of you is gone, you walk up. So we walked up and, you know, through her mask that she was wearing incorrectly, you know, she had her nose hanging out of it. Her top hairy lip was hanging out of it. She's like, I didn't call you over here. So, you know, <laughs> we, uh, we went back because we didn't want to piss Ursula off. So... We, we wait, we wait, then she calls us order, and then she's just, you know, like a complete bitch to us, you know, when she's taking our order, like, why did you say, oh, ha ha, you know, just making fucking stupid comments, right? So, we're waiting there, waiting there, and, you know, she's just being rude and being weird and stuff like that, and it's like, hey, Ursula, if you don't like your job at Einstein Bagels, Quit. Quit with me. Let's walk out together. You do not have to be working at an Einstein Bagels if you do not fucking want to be. And that's what I don't get. People will go to work at these miserable jobs that maybe they're not miserable, but they're miserable there. And they will just be a bitch to anybody that comes through the door as if it's my fault that my cold brew and pretzel bun egg sandwich ruined your fucking day. Like, what are you doing? Listen, walk out with me, you know? Give me my food. Make sure you give me my food. Clock out. We'll walk out hand in hand. I will find you another job. But you don't have to go to work every day and fucking hate your life if you don't want to. You want to know why? Because you don't have to work there. 
You don't have to work anywhere. You could literally make money on your phone nowadays. You don't need to do anything. And we're getting closer and closer to where nobody will have to leave their house ever again, regardless if there's a pandemic, because people can just make a buttload of money off their phone. They can deliver food that, you know, and I'm not saying that those are great jobs, but if you don't want to work at an Einstein bagels, don't fucking work there. Another profession, another person that I think, you know, like you should completely reevaluate your life if you are working here because you're miserable. We know you are. If you are a TSA agent at an airport, you hate yourself. And this is why you hate yourself, because all you do every day is surround yourself around people who are going to have a vacation or are going to somewhere new to explore. And what are you doing? You're just telling them to empty their pockets for 24 hours a day. All you're doing is that. Like, oh, you probably went to college, got a criminal justice degree. They told you that the TSAs are one of the the nation's security line, right? Like people can't get it if they don't pass the TSA agents. Oh my God. Have you been to O'Hare airport in Chicago? You know, I've flown out of Chicago many times in my life. And every single time that I am going through the TSA, the person that is, the person that is, you know, in charge of all of us, he's like, make sure you take out your luggage, your, your, your change, your water bottles, your like, dude, Dude, it's not that serious. You want to know why? Because we've all flown before. And if you haven't flown before, there's a sign that tells you everything and we can read. We don't need you screaming at six in the morning saying, take out your change, your belt, your, your, uh, uh, your, your water bottle. Make sure it's dude. Quit. Come on this flight with me. Let's go through TSA together. Let's do it. Because all you're doing is surrounding yourself with people's happiness and you ain't getting none of your own. Another person at the airport, the check-in lady. Same thing. They're always upbeat and happy, aren't they? But deep down, they're pissed. They're fucking pissed that you're going on your vacation to fucking Mexico and they're standing there for another eight hours and going home and doing the same thing over and over again. Like... If you do not want to work at the job you are at, quit. You will be okay. You can figure it out. You can find something else to do. If you are miserable there, stop putting yourself through this misery. It, it makes no sense to me sometimes. Like I, I have friends and stuff that have jobs and they're just like, yeah, you know, it's just... Uh, you know, it's just another day. <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, just kind of boss sucks. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just not good. Like, dude, quit. Leave. Let's go out together. So if you know someone or yourself who needs to quit that job because you are ruining every other customer's experience in your place, quit. Quit. Quit with me. Let's walk out together. So... Yeah, that was, I just noticed that the last like two weeks in Vegas, same thing. It's like, dude, if you are in Vegas and you want to go out partying in Vegas, then go out and party. You don't need to work there if you don't want to. I'm not, like, you can find something else. 
you will always be able to find something else. So anyways, I was asking on Instagram, you know, I've, I've been surrounding myself. We listened to a lot of music over the last two weeks and stuff. And it got me thinking in like the mindset, like what are, you know, some of the most annoying songs from the past 10 years that needs to be buried and never brought up again, never played again. And we are going to hold a funeral for the top 10 most annoying songs of the 2010s. All right. So we're going to start with number 10. Now, number 10 is a song that for fun fact, my high school shot a, I don't know, music video for this song where like kids that were like in student council and like kids that, you know, sucked off the teachers, like they got to be in this music video. I didn't. And I, you know, kind of pissed because like, you know, I should have been. But that song, number 10, we're going to pour one out for the song Happy by Pharrell. Yeah, I hate that song. Hate that song. It might be crazy what I'm trying to say. It's so funny because Pharrell is like one of the most, you know, respected rap producers in the world. And for him to have like that song, like, of course, it made him a gajillion of dollars. But like that just so wasn't a Pharrell song. So that's that was funny. So happy Pharrell. Dead, gone, never played again. Number nine. Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah. Pour one out for the Carly Rae. So funny. Alex uh, Enzo, everyone, I've talked about him before. He loves Carly Rae Jepsen. Uh, and this past uh, summer in L.A., we were uh, hanging out with this girl named Char, who's a, a artist out in L.A. Check her out on Instagram. It's at Charcasm. Uh, she lives across from Carly Rae Jepsen. Her parents live across from Carly Rae Jepsen. So we got to like go outside of Carly Rae Jepsen's house and take awkward photos. And Alex was freaking out. I hope we can find that photo of him in front of it. And I'll post it because it is so funny. He thinks that Call Me Maybe sounds like the DNA strands look. And that is the most confusing thing he has ever said to me. And I hope for you, it is the same. So call me maybe. Gone forever. Aaron Hernandez. Number eight. Hot Shower by Chance the Rapper. It is so sad that Chance the Rapper is on this list. Because Acid Rap... The album, mixtape, that he made completely on acid is his best work ever. Coloring Book was good, not great. And then this new one, The Big Day, dude, so bad. And it sucks because Chance, I know, is good because he has really good features on current songs now where he sounds completely different. So I don't know why the fuck he decided to make the hot man, hot water, hot shower. I, I. That song is the worst song Chance the Rapper has put out. Maybe the worst rap song, pop song that was put out in the past 10 years. Hot Shower, bye. Number seven. I had the time of my life and I've never felt this way before. The most cheesy song the Black Eyed Peas decided to ever put out. 
Now, <laughs> before you go, no, that's such a good song. No, Nico, no, that's such a good song. Dude, come on. Listen to the lyrics. They are so bad, so cheesy, so corny, so just... The only thing that saves it is the beat, and the only reason the beat was good is because David Guetta made it. And it's a shame that David Guetta is attached to that terrible song because David Guetta is one of the greatest DJs and producers of all time. So number seven, we're going to pour out The Time by the Black Eyed Peas. Number six, all of Six Nine's discography. <laughs> No, but seriously, everything that 6ix9ine has made, let's, you know, put it in a time capsule, put it in the ocean, and never find it again. Because, you know, it's just getting worse and worse. Gooba, Trolls, like just every fucking song you've ever made. And, you know, it sucks that I hope he never listens to it, but like this, but like it's just bad. And it's fitting that at the sixth spot, we put Takashi 6ix9ine's entire discography, and we're going to dump all of our alcohol out for him and his music. Yay! Number five. Red Solo Cup. I feel you up. Let's have a party. Come on, dude. Even Toby Key said himself that it is the worst song he has ever heard. And he fucking made it. Now, when I was asking on Instagram and stuff about what song would you never listen to again, I had three or four people say, let's just get rid of the entire country genre as a whole. And you know what? I can't disagree with them. You know, there are good songs and people no, you can't do you know, dude, listen. I'll tell you the I'll tell you my favorite country artist and then everybody else noise. You can get rid of them. Ready? Zach Brown, number one. Number two, I don't fucking know. That's it. So I Florida Georgia Line, maybe. Yeah, let's go Florida Georgia Line. They're good. And like Luke Bryan, of course. But then other than that, I'm sorry. I'm, you know, I'm just not all there. Just not all there. And it's funny that multiple people agree that the entire country genre should be deleted. But it's not false. Because when you hear songs like Red Solo Cup, where all he's saying is those words, dude, that is everything everyone hates about country. So, Red Solo Cup, never, ever again. Number four. If Justin Timberlake released Sexy Back back in 05 and it was so good, then Sexy Back definitely went away when in 2012, LMFAO dropped I'm Sexy and I Know It. Dude, LMFAO was my first concert. My first live concert experience was Red Foo and Sky Blue as LMFAO. Dude, I don't, the only thing I remember is literally them walking around the stage with bottles of champagne and for champagne showers, they weren't even spraying the crowd. They were just pouring it on like the first row of people. Like, I'm sexy and I know it. I'm sexy. And I can't even do that voice. And it's so funny because that was my first concert. And when I saw it, I thought they were musical gods, but they aren't at all 
And it sucks that I did, but I've come a long way. So LMFAO, I'm sexy and I know it. Wiggle, wiggle, wiggle your way out of my fucking life. Number three, Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke. All right. This song is literally about rape culture, and it's so frightening that the song was the biggest thing in the world, and even to this day, still is played at multiple parties, multiple functions, like weddings and stuff. The song is so bad. Good girl, I know you want this. I know you want this. Like, that's all he's saying is that he wants this girl, and like... It's really uncomfortable when you really listen to the song. You're like, oh, especially with everything going on now and everything. It's like, oh, how the fuck did this song make it through the radar? Number two, my personal favorite. Kings of Leon use somebody. Yup. Erase it forever. That song, when it came out, was so overplayed. So many times. And the thing that was the worst was they played it on on like pop stations. They played it on country stations. They played it on even like some like rap early morning shows they'd play it. You couldn't get away from it. And Kings of Leon sucks. And that song sucks. Oh my God. So yeah, Kings of Leon use somebody. Get out. And before we go to number one, I have some honorable mentions that I would like to add. First one. It's a corner after one. I'm all alone and I need you now. Lady Annabellum needs you now. Bro. Do you guys see that they changed their name now to Lady A? They're not called Lady Antebellum anymore. It's Lady A because Antebellum had something to do with the Civil War, and it had racial ties to it and stuff, so they dropped the antebellum. So they're called Lady A now. Look it up. It's crazy. But that song, as well as the Use Somebody I'm, by Kings of Leon, I'm almost positive that they came out within like two months of each other. Or they were being played at the same time. And there was a point where those were the only two songs being played on the fucking radio. And it was the worst time of my life. And I hope both those songs never get listened to again. Next honorable mention. But first, let me take a selfie. You see what I did there? It is such a bad song. And I remember like when EDM was coming up, people were like, oh, this is like EDM. No, that's not EDM. And that sucks that the Chainsmokers are the one who did it. Because the Chainsmokers have always gotten that rep and rap that they are like these pop gods and stuff and like like pop DJs and when like you release music like Roses and like uh, Paris and stuff like that songs that are played on the radio you know it does paint that image however the Chainsmokers I saw them live at Lollapalooza last summer and I went in with that mentality and I came out completely different because they're not that guy those guys and they n- didn't even play selfie last uh Summer because they know how bad it is and they want to erase and forget about that from their entire musical image forever. So hashtag selfie by the Chainsmokers, honorable fucking mention. And number one, 
it's almost like you know what I'm going to say. And if you don't, well, here it is. Friday by Rebecca Black. Dude, high school, middle school? I don't remember. I don't care. But I remember that song coming out. And it's you should watch the interview with her talk about what that song did to her because it like ruined her life. But that song is by far. And a lot of people agree the worst song ever made in human history ever, ever. And I hope that in 150 years when someone somehow stumbles across that song and they hear it, they don't think that our entire humanity was supportive of that song. So if you like that song for whatever reason, leave, go don't talk to any of us because that is the worst song ever invented, ever, period, ever, exclamation point, ever. It's Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Everybody's looking forward to the weekend. Party and party. And yeah, dude. So yeah, that is our 10 songs of the 2010s that will forever be laid to rest. We will never listen to them again. And if you do, grab the aux cord and change the fucking song. So let's go through it one more time. Happy by Pharrell. Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. Hot Shower by Chance the Rapper. The Time by the Black Eyed Peas. All of 6ix9ine's discography. Red Solo Cup, Sexy and I Know It by LMFAO, Blurred Lines by Robin Thicke, Kings of Leon, Use Somebody, and the number one most annoying song of the 2010s is Friday by Rebecca Black. Thank you so much for participating. Uh, I had that up on my Instagram. Make sure you go check it out at, at it's NRG97. I'm posting stuff like that all the time. I'm going to try to do that more. I like interacting with people and you know, it just gives them a reason to see what if they what they said is in the podcast. So pretty fun. Um, I like talking about how I've been surrounded around music uh, and especially doing this list and stuff. Uh, I did find two new artists that, or I didn't find. I was showed two new artists that um, definitely, and I'm sure people already listened to them. And if you listen to these two people, cool, that's awesome. But I just found out, so I'm gonna tell you about it. Haley Reinhardt, uh, Allie and Nadine are obsessed with her and the entire ride from Salt Lake, uh, from Vegas to Salt Lake. And as much as throughout the week, uh, we listen to a lot of Haley Reinhardt, specifically her cover of Creep and her cover of Seven Nation Army. That Seven Nation Army harmonica solo in it inject it into my fucking veins. So, so good. And, of course, she has a bunch of other music, but those two, Creep and Seven Nation Army by Haley Reinhardt, definitely check it out. The other artist, um, Jesse Reyes, so good. So she's been taken under Eminem's wing um, over the past year, and Eminem's been grooming her and, like, doing, like, um, I guess grooming is not a good word to use has been helping her uh, become, you know, a big artist and stuff. And he's even added her to one of his albums and he's featured on her, hers. And that song, Coffin, 
is a song you should definitely check it out. I know it's pretty pop. Uh, like I think it's kind of mainstream right now, and maybe people, places on the radio are playing it. But if not, Coffin by Jesse Reyes featuring Eminem. Look it up. So good. And then listen to the acoustic version with just her that they just released this past weekend. Unbelievable. So, so, so good. She, her voice, oh, she's got that like raspy voice, and so does Haley, Haley Reinhardt. Um, it is so good. And you know what? I'm going to give you guys one more just because three's a party. Bishop fucking Briggs. Bishop Briggs. Dude, I saw her at Lollapalooza last summer. She, by far, no question, has the best live voice I have ever heard in my life. Everything she sounds like on a song on the radio is exactly how she sounds in person. Her voice, chilling, chilling, championed by her. The River, that's like her most popular song. Um, uh, White Flag, that's another really good one. And then Dreamer, that's another good one. Bishop Briggs is so, 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 so good. So Bishop Briggs, Jesse Reyes, Haley Reinhardt, I gave you three girls today because girls are sick and they're so fucking talented. They're so good. Some of the best voices that we have in the music world right now. And for the shows that I've watched, let's talk about Mr. Trump. Do you guys see that his Tulsa rally uh, got fucked up by TikTokers and K-pop fans? That's crazy. Throughout the week, all he was saying is like, we we have like a million people coming to watch me in Tulsa. It's great. It's so exciting. I'm so excited. Like, you know, he was just doing that shit. But apparently, uh, if you've been following what like Anonymous on Twitter has been doing, they said that K-pop fans and TikTokers all like, fake reserved seats at his rally and basically fucked up his numbers where as to much as so much so that only 6,000 people showed up for a presidential rally. Now, another thing of course, is that the coronavirus pandemic is still very live and still very around. So maybe a lot of people didn't want to go, but for you to think that a million people wanted to come see you in Tulsa? If I asked 10 people where Tulsa was, they wouldn't know. No disrespect to Tulsa. But I'm just saying, why would you think that a million people are going to show up at an arena that doesn't even seat 20,000? So anyway... Not talking about it, but that was fucking hilarious to see. Like, I was following it on Twitter. It was just like, yeah, there's nobody here. And then they showed a picture of the arena and nobody was in there. And it was just like, damn, that sucks. I've performed at, you know, silent discos, but at festivals that had more than that people. So it's just wild. And of course, it's coronavirus pandemic. People still don't want to go outside. That's fine. I get it. But still really funny. And anyway, about Trump. On Netflix, they have a documentary called Trump, the American Dream, and it's very good. Um, it really details his upbringing and how he became the person that he was, how he like the person that he was, how he became the person that he is. And he's the same fucking person when he was 40 and 30 years old. 
buying buildings and building casinos in New York and Atlantic City. He's the same guy now that he was back then. And they interview a bunch of fucking people that dealt with all his bullshit back in the day and stuff. This guy, Trump, crazy, dude. Crazy. This guy was just buying things because he he literally says in one of the episodes, he goes, the lady's like, why did you buy that building? And he goes, oh, because I looked at it every day and it pissed me off that somebody else owned it. And it wasn't me. The building was worth $400 million. And he just bought it because he didn't want anybody else to have it. That's the mentality that this guy has. And he's always had it. And it's really chilling because like he would be doing interviews and stuff when he was growing up. And someone would ask you like, Someone would ask him, like, uh, Donald, if you lost all your money, all your fortune tomorrow, what would you do? And he dead ass fucking says, I would run for president. This was 50 to 40 years before this all happened. Like, if you don't believe in manifestation to some degree, that is insane. He said it as a joke, and now he's the ruler of the free world? Does that not, like, it? that's insane. That's insane to think about. So, definitely check out fucking Trump American Dream on Netflix. It is so good. I have enjoyed watching it so much. And I don't like the guy. I don't like the guy at all. But it's just cool to see how he went from New York mogul to president of the United States, it still bothers me that he, it still baffles my mind that he's a president. Not because it's him, just because of who he is. Like, it's incredible. Anyway, enough about that fucking guy. Another documentary, or not documentary, another show you should check out. It's on, uh, I want to say it's on Disney Plus if you have it. Um, it's called One Strange Rock. Uh, it's Will Smith. And all he does is commentate about how, uh, or sorry, he doesn't commentate. I'm losing my train of thought here. Will Smith hosts the show and he interviews like, I think it was like 10 astronauts that have spent over a thousand days in space and they show like a bunch of cool things. It's almost like a planet earth, but it's all like stars, cosmos, earth related and Will Smith hosts it and it's really fucking good. And you get to see a lot of cool things and you get to learn a lot of cool things that you didn't know existed. And yeah, so that's another really fucking good one to watch. Uh, another one on Disney uh, Plus that's really good is Hostile Planet. Uh, that one's awesome. It's That one more is Planet Earth. But if you like like when the animals and stuff fight and all that kind of stuff, it's more like that, more geared towards you, I guess. I guess that's if you're a lunatic and a psycho, that one's for you, I think. So, Hostile Planet, uh, One Strange Rock, and uh, Trump American Dream on Netflix. Three great shows. I gave you three great fucking uh, artists to check out. This has been a really fun episode to do. Thank you guys so much for listening. We are on a roll. We are feeling good. Episode 12 next week. We'll see you there. Have a good week.